So here's a fun fact. I actually live on a farm. I live in the mountains uh, that have trails in it. We have crop fields. We have a creek slash kind of a river that runs through it. There's a pond here. And I actually live on the part of the farm that's a hay field. And we grew Bermuda hay uh, for many years, like mm, I think roughly 11 years. We no longer do this, but, and when I say we, I really mean my dad. <laughs> it's just the kids and I helped uh, do it every summer. And years ago, roughly 11 years ago, I wrote a blog. Um, I, when my kids were really young, I pretty much daily wrote on this blog that I had. And once I got divorced, I moved here and my dad decided and announced that we were burning the hay field. And I ended up writing a post on my blog about this hay field. And this is not parent specific uh, today. This is not a mom specific podcast today. This is about how to think of your life when you have been burnt. When the surface and even the deeper soils of your life have suddenly, maybe even unexpectedly, been torched and you are deeply, deeply hurt. How do you get through that? I know that many of you have had some really tough stuff to deal with. 2020, though it may be over, is still alive and well because we're still burning from it and we can still smell the smoke. Our lives have been seared, some of us, in ways that are going to take quite some time to get through. But some of those burns are ones that are going to linger into 2021, and 2021 has its issues of its own. So I wrote this blog post um, about burning the hayfield, and you know, when you burn your hayfield, it takes your breath away because this is acres and acres of a hayfield. And I want to share this blog post with you. I'm going to read it, and you know, it's it's full of science, but it's also metaphorical, and I think it can encourage you. So give me just a minute. Let me get this introduction done, and I will see you on the other side. Just a minute. Welcome to the Uplift Effect Podcast. Yes, our logo is a V formation. Yes, that was taken on my farm right over my home. And of course, there's a story there and it's made all the difference in the world. And I cannot wait to tell you about it. But first, my name is Jill. I am the creator of the Uplift Effect. I am a professional therapist and coach who has specialized in childhood grief and trauma. And I transform moms and children from chaos to calm. If you're a parent who feels out of control, who has no real solid parenting plan, and are desperate to turn your own chaos into calm, well, this is your place, and I am glad that you are here. I was once in your shoes, feeling like I was failing at everything, and most importantly, I was failing my kids. As a stay-at-home mom of four children, to say that we were in chaos was putting it lightly. My story didn't change overnight, and in bits and pieces, I'll share it with you. But I used the same techniques that birds intuitively use when they are migrating in their fee formation by way of community and a plan that's dependent on this little thing called 
well, you guessed it, an uplift effect. They endure what would otherwise not be possible, and that's migrating for thousands and thousands of miles. I believe and I know that we can transform ourselves and our children. So when we wake up in the mornings, like I do now, I am incredibly thankful to call what I have now with my four children home. And so can you. So this podcast is for you, to encourage you, to teach you, to address some of the biggest, most difficult parenting challenges that we face as mothers. And I am so glad you are here as we journey and migrate through these miles together. Welcome to the Uplift Effect Podcast. Okay, so I'm back and let's just get to it. During the time of writing this specific blog post, I had just been through a year and a half or so of a process of divorce um, with my four children, and that included moving out of state. So this post was written during this time. It was 11 years ago now, and I want to reiterate that um, what I said in the beginning is that my house was actually on this hayfield. Also, when my dad announced one day that we were burning the hayfield, you know, this felt totally out of character for him. I mean, this is a man who never spent a cent on fireworks because watching your hard-earned money just blow up in the sky was not his idea of entertainment. So when he said we were burning the hayfield, the hayfield, oh, by the way, that specifically had been sprigged for this hybrid Bermuda hay, which was not cheap, seemed very, very odd to me. So here's the post I wrote about that day, titled, The Burning of the Hayfield. Yesterday, our hayfield received its yearly burning. It was fascinating, yet oddly moving. Fire is captivating, demands attention, and when many, many acres are up in flames, it's a bit unsettling. But as my dad began explaining why this fire was a good thing, something started to move inside of me, something that still has me moved yet today. The more my dad explained, the more I began to wonder. And the more I wondered, the more I felt the stirring. And the more I felt the stirring, the more I knew I needed to listen. Come to find out, fire is not all about destruction. It's also about neutralizing. It's also about purifying. It's about timing. And it's also about a better harvest. You see, the uncut grass, it actually affects the growth for the next season. And it can smother the field, preventing a lack of sunlight to permeate the ground. It will keep the soil insulated and too cold throughout the winter, therefore delaying the new growth. The winter growth also ties up the nutrients in the soil. But once the hay is burnt, the ash laying on the surface is therefore available for the root system to use. The burning hay field lessens the winter weed growth and helps to control the insects. However, the timing of the fire? Well, that's really important. For if it's done too soon, the weeds and the insects, they'll all find their way back before spring. Ironically, the ash seeps into the soil and changes the growth 
for that next summer. The first cutting of the hay field after a burn, it usually results in very clean hay, and wouldn't you know, that would be the purpose of this entire process. So as I looked at the blackened hay field later that day, once it was all said and done, and the smell of the smoke still sickening thick, I smirked and said out loud, yep, I get it, me too. I felt charred and scorched, burnt in ways I wasn't sure that there really was such a thing as recovering from it. I had just spent almost two years working through a failing marriage, a divorce, and relocation with my kids. But this morning, I got up first thing and I peeked through my window to see if it was all still there. The acres and acres of blackened ash, well, they're still there, just as it was from the day before. But oddly this morning, as I stood there looking out my window, feeling as if I could still smell the effects of the day before, I felt differently about what was singed in my own life. There is something valuable in a fire. It's just that most of the value is found below the surface. It's predominantly in the soil and in the root system, in the roots deep within that soil. It needs the ash to support and strengthen the foundation of what's up just ahead. Could it be that the fire really isn't all about destruction? and that my life really isn't all that different from this hayfield? Is it possible that there's a gift in what goes up in flames? And just like the hayfield, could there be significant value if I would just trust the process of what I can't yet see? So for today, I'm just looking at acres and acres of charred hay. But come harvest time, I trust the science of the burning, therefore I feel like this will make every bit of sense. And at that time, I also trust that I will feel the same about my own life as well. So I would like to finish this story and this podcast today off with this. Would you like to take any guesses about what happened that next summer? Any idea what came from that which went up in flames? It was one of the best, cleanest growths maybe ever had. Less weeds, purification in ways I didn't know was needed, and the growth was remarkable. And wouldn't you know, the same was true for the hay field as well. Okay, so there we have it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Uplift Effect podcast. It means so much to me when you subscribe, when you leave comments on there. I also have this same podcast podcast on my YouTube channel. You can subscribe and listen to them there. Thank you for leaving comments. I have several of you who have reached out to me on social media sites. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, both of those under my name, Jill Falling. And it means everything to me when you let me know that this is making a difference in your life. But here's the other thing. I am a therapist and I offer one-on-one coaching and counseling. 
and I would be thrilled to death to talk to you about what's going on in your life and to see if we are a fit for each other to help you get your chaos turned into calm. I'm passionate about it, and I would love to hear from you if that is something that you are in need of. All right. Thank you for listening to the Uplift Effect podcast. You are all my favorites, and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye-bye.